Alrighty. Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Engineering Money, the podcast where some full-time engineers give their two cents on the financial news of the week. My name is Ben, and I moved last week, so now my room is different. My name is Tim, and I'm still in the same house. And my name is Joey, and I'm also in the same house. All of our room colors are pretty much the same. But particularly Tim and I now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am painting my house upstairs, mm. not this room, but it will be different colored walls. Wait, I should turn on my light. Yeah, go turn on your light. So we got a very special episode this week. Um, we're going back yeah, to our roots. Ben's week. And I've had a couple busy weeks, but I also, you know, we we all have jobs too. So I want to talk about how do, how we trade on a busy schedule us not being finance people doing other things during the day how do we get it done you know as like a tutorial video almost hints and tricks important uh, skill i guess <laughs> and you started the episode right when i was about to send a text so i had to finish well, that sometimes that'll happen um yeah but real briefly who's in the lead tim for what what's the order we just talked about what's the this. order so far i don't want to say you're in the lead yeah, I am. Well, well, not gonna say by how much who's in dead last you don't want to you know spoil it too much because it's the end of the year that matters yeah but but the yeah, horse ben. race is always fun who's in dead last right now this though? would be like gloating before getting to the finish line. i'm not gloating i'm just i'm providing an update to all seven of our viewers yeah, it's okay Tim. it's okay because i had my time in the sun january and february were good to me ben deserves to brag now yeah okay let's just get right down to it okay um so we should we should go around and talk about like what we do for 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 our trading stuff so like oh so i i thought of a few strategies just generally speaking um and i don't know if if you guys follow these or if you do like a mixture but like a few that i think of when i think of like side hustle trading you know you got your yeah you go first because i haven't thought about this okay yeah so we got the classic the one that i probably most closely align with dividend investing getting stocks that pay out major dividends so i you know during the day i don't need to worry as much about what the stock is doing it's i know how much money i'm making um yeah that is true because if i've got a dividend stock and i know that it's gonna i'm confident that it's still gonna be doing well in the future um even if the price goes down in the short midterm it's like who cares I'm getting dividends yeah. anyway. I'm getting a baby. paycheck every three months. If you're a strong months. company, they're a strong yeah. company with a, a history of stability in their dividend. They won't change it just because their stock is doing poorly. They won't slash their yeah. dividend. Yeah, it has to be Wait. pretty seismic change for that to happen. Joey, what was that list that you told me about last week? Oh, the the S and P uh, dividend aristocrats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to have you heard of that? Growing your dividend, not not even just holding it constant. You have to grow it. 25 years in a row to make that yeah. list so those companies are considered pretty stable good dividend payers yeah 
So then the next one I thought of is you're not checking the market during the day. Um, and it depends on your time zone. But like for me on the Pacific coast, uh, market opens like way before I go to work. So I'm, I'm there. I can look yeah. at like the first hours of the market before needing to start work. And then the end of the market for me is during my lunch break. So I can check at the end of the day. So like swing, That'd swing nice. trading is a, is a viable strategy where, you know, you're not, it's not a day trade. It's you're on the scale of, you know, a couple days where you close out all your positions at the end of the yes. week, but it doesn't really matter in the interim. I will say it's tougher in the central time zone. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we are like, I mean, 8.30 to 3.30 or no, 8.30 to 3 is, is market hours in central. And that what is about me? definitely at work time. 9.30 <laughs> to 4. Well, yeah, but Tim, you, you could like, I don't know, work 7 to 3. That's shift one at lots of different engineering jobs. Yeah, that would, I do, you know, I do a 9.80 schedule. So I work from eight to five every day, which does mean every other Friday, I get a whole day to just watch the stock market go down. <laughs> but that that means that I start work an hour and a half before it opens and I end work an hour after it closes. Yeah, so it's- you gotta get your trades in during your after lunch bathroom break boom yeah your your pt yeah that is one thing i pay poop in time <laughs> i never try to make trades in the morning mm. uh-huh. it, it's always like around the middle of the trading ah, day i see that makes sense yeah um and then the last one i thought of i like to call it the uh like you know you're contracting out the work solution where you invest in ETFs or mutual funds. Oh. So oh, you pay sure. a small okay. percentage as an expense ratio, you know, expense fee. But you're basically buying in to somebody else's expertise and time where they're the ones that are doing the trading, they have the set rules to follow and it's it's all good. You don't have to think about it. Um, there are actually some mutual funds. I think the only place I've seen them are on Fidelity, but they have 0% fees. Those are cool. Right. There's a lot of, uh, things getting more and more retail investor friendly Mm -hmm. for easy trading. So those were kind of the three main strategies I thought of. If you're if you got a day job but you're trying to make some extra cash on the side as a side hustle. Those are the the solid ways to do it cuz day trading is not really viable cuz you're not you're not able to look as closely as you'd want to. Exactly. The the way I look at it is is kind of what data am I making considering I know how much attention I'm going to pay to it. So if, yeah. if it's like this is down on Monday, I think it'll be up Friday, I better make that trade. That, that's not something I can handle because I'm going to be at work Monday and Friday during hours. So so that's not a trade I'll do. That's 
that's how uh, GameStop trading went. <laughs> it's yep. not something I, uh, I would be able to put my due attention into. So it, it, it tends to be the weekend when I'm able to reevaluate my positions, consider if I, if I want to keep holding it or buy more or buy a new stock. And so for me, I make sure when I'm buying it that I'm comfortable holding that for at least a week. Mm. yeah it's like whenever well i don't follow this rule as much as i should but i mean if if you got a full-time job you should be thinking will i be able to not think about this during the the whole trading day are you gonna be able to sleep at night (laughs) and that at night is the other key thing that i think about is after hours trading because it happens on a lot of stocks um Mm. some i don't know how I think it's the different exchanges decide how many hours after market close mm-hmm. and before it opens stocks can trade. But like if I'm ever placing a trade on the weekend, I get a little warning that says warning, this will activate on the next trading day at market open. And that might be drastically different than the price right now. And so I don't put those trades in on stocks that would be drastically different at market open because it should be something where waiting until Monday morning doesn't do a huge change in the stock. If there's something like earnings going on there, I would rather wait till the end and reevaluate than than risk it there. That's pretty smart. Um, Yeah, and then you can, I mean, obviously, since you can't do your research during the day, you know, it's a little bit calmer to to look at things when the markets are closed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have that like time pressure. Oh man, I need to choose to buy this right now because it's, it's tanking, but it it could reverse at any minute. It's it's a little bit too much to deal with. Yeah. Or if it's like this past week, it's like oh well, it's tanking. It'll probably still tank tomorrow too, so I'll just not buy any. <laughs> mm-hmm. The, the other thing that helps me get into that mindset is when I'm looking at the stock chart, you know, the graph of time, graph of price over time, don't choose a granularity smaller than one day. Uh, because if you're not able to you can make do trading decisions within a day, you shouldn't be looking at the price difference within a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, I I only I won't ever change it to be like show me the price by the minute. Just show me the price by the day, day and I consider if it's a good day, good week, good month to buy oh, the stock. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't I don't care if it's a good minute to buy the stock. I just want to know if it's a good day. Yep. That's a good way to put it. This is all good advice. So let's Ben. What? We don't give advice. Oh yeah. Well yeah. These, this isn't financial advice. It's, it's dumb it's advice. Sanity and time management. Advice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, so let's say you're you're a brand new trader. You got a hundred dollar bill in your pocket, and you're like, I want to start going. Okay. Ben, that's going to be difficult because how do you get that hundred dollar bill into stocks? GME. You need, you need to first put it in a bank account. Well, you go to your <laughs> local GameStop. And you say, I want to buy 10 shares of your company. They say, too bad. We're worth $1,000 a share now. Yeah, so once once um, you get that 100 bucks going, like what 
so, sort of like a, a timeline. What what should you do? And I always think the very first thing you should do is get together your watch list. Curate a watch list for yourself of, I don't know. How, do you guys have watch lists that you... I, I do, and what I've found is a key thing is you want to have enough on there that you can have some stocks to say, oh, they're not doing anything interesting. It's still not a good buy point. But maybe out of your 10, you'd have one that's interesting to look at today. But don't have 50. You're not going to be able to keep track of all of those. Yeah. You need like your bread and, and butter, your dozen stocks that you follow every single day and kind of watch in the evening times or whenever you, you find the time to do your research where you know kind well, of what's going on with them. I'd say with that first $100, you should just invest in a broad um, index fund. But I want to turn that $100 and into $1,000, Tim. Base, then you should start investing in individual things. No, because if you can't, yeah, if you Tim, can't how make... How am I supposed to make one year's salary yeah. on that? Trip? Yeah, you got to make $60,000 <laughs> on that first $100 within the first week. Okay, well, what's my time frame? One week. A trade... <laughs> Sixty thousand dollars in one week on a hundred bucks. If I've got, Out of like, I've got fifty years, you know, if I, yeah, if I never sell over that whole time, yeah. then maybe. But uh, a week. I think, Tim, you're you're onto something though. So I think it's a combination of you should just kind of throw that hundred bucks into like a S and P or Dow or a Nasdaq ETF. Let that sit for. A month or two and at the same time find like a stock simulator and practice mm -hmm. so once you curate like, your list right. of like your bread and butter things that you companies that you want to get familiar with and know the movements and kind of understand what what they're about and what moves them and be able to follow them closely practice trading those in a simulator while your hundred bucks is growing a little bit um and then yeah oh just i was just saying like i like to have a good base of you know money and and stuff where i can't be stupid with it oh right. yeah it's, like, it's a like here's, diversification here's my responsible money and then, then yeah, I got my, my responsible money. we should do and here's my gme money yeah we should do another oh tim your video for us uh -oh. again <laughs> That's a good I screenshot froze. too. Shoot, print screen. <laughs> no, Where's the print screen that. button? Ah, I got it. All right, but, I got it, boys. Nice. <laughs> I got our yeah. thumbnail. But for me, I think I think that is a pretty. It goes even even. I mean, zoom out another level. Do you have enough money just in your kind of responsible index funds? It's like statistically proven to be the most responsible way to trade for the vast majority of people is index mm -hmm. funds. But even beyond that, you talk about that hundred bucks spent. Is this your first hundred dollars? In that case, it shouldn't be invested at all. You probably need to keep that liquid. We're until going you too deep. We're going way too deep. <laughs> it, it's like once you have <laughs> enough money to invest, then get a base in index funds. Once that's growing and you still have a little extra cash on the side, that's when you can start picking these speculative funds because you don't want to gamble with money that you need yeah 
Yeah, the the first, I think I might have said this before, but the first time I got into investing, like four, maybe even five years ago, it was with a company that is now no longer <laughs> listed because it went bankrupt. But what was it, um, Blockbuster? I, I would have been much better off just to have bought some index funds and then just let that sit there. I think we should do a, another episode where we talk about portfolio diversification. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, like yeah. Did Joey kind of talk about I that? Guess, I, I, oh, yeah, yeah you I did. You my, did do that. that. Yeah, because we, we did the, oh my gosh, that was your topic. You could get a million levels of granularity. Like, you zoom way out, I'm 70% stocks, 20% international stocks, or whatever it's going to be. But then within those you know, your sub pie charts, it's, you can go way down into, into the nitty gritty. My current problem is I have my money mainly in two different brokerages mm -hmm. and then I have crypto and I'm trying to bring them all into one place mm -hmm. to be able to figure out what percentages I have in like, Oh, you know yeah. those mm -hmm. the different industries few less steps to keep track of all the math yeah which i mean i could do excel but then it's like i have like i don't i don't even know how to look into what my 401k i know what things it's invested in but then like i don't want to pull good. all that information out honestly for for me what i mean you, i know fidelity makes it easy like, I, I think my 401k is doing all right, and I don't even consider it when I'm looking at my my portfolio breakdown. But yeah, that's it, what I I'm probably thinking. should, honestly. If I, I mean, it's a big chunk of my investments is in my 401k. So it's, it's reasonable to look at that. Mm -hmm. um, we've strayed from the topic. No, that's okay though, because I think this is all helpful. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't have anything but else I, though. I just get, keep waiting. Get back to the original topic. Trading as a side fun. hustle. Right. It's like when you. <laughs> when can you put the time in? For me, it's on the weekends. Uh, Tim mentioned putting a spreadsheet to keep track of your percentages in which industry you want to be in. That's actually what I do. I like to use spreadsheets a lot. You know, big surprise. I'm an engineer. Um, <laughs> but th that's the way I do it. I put all of my effort front loaded on the weekend to go through that spreadsheet, make sure I'm looking at what stocks I want to be in in each industry, make sure my percentages are balanced. And then I go place those trades to execute Monday morning. And then I don't have to look at it for the rest of the week. I still do look at it because I'm obsessive, but <laughs> I don't <laughs> trade any during the week. Yeah. Okay. We have one minute left. Oh, now gosh. it's the, you talk about whatever. Ben, is that a cuckoo clock? It is a cuckoo clock. It was made in Germany. I don't wow. I don't have it on right now though, because that'd be really annoying. <laughs> but it works. Does it Does it do it often? Should I cuckoo it? I could I could you cuckoo it, it as our it. sign off. Gotta get it right on the microphone so we get crisp. No, don't sound. do it right on the microphone. Oh, that's pretty neat. That's a good one. Okay. Sleep good. The government's always watching. <laughs>